Welcome to Dashway Talks, a show powered by Dashway Consulting, a China-based strategic market research company founded in 2010. Hi, I'm Jess. I'm an audit manager from Design Shira and Associates. We are a professional service firm providing all kinds of market entry, accounting, tax, legal, and other advisory services for international investors who would like to conduct business in Asia. What are the major changes in the accounting standards regarding financial instruments? There are four、um, Chinese accounting standards about financial instruments that have become effective starting from January the first, twenty twenty one, and these four standards cover recognition and measurement of financial instruments, transfer of financial assets, hedge accounting, and presentation of financial instruments. Well, there are two major changes that I would like to discuss today. The first major change is about the classification of financial assets. So we used to have four categories of financial assets, including loans and receivables,、um, available for sale financial assets,、um, including high to maturity investments and financial assets at fair value through profit and loss. But these categories they are no longer in use. Instead, there are some new classifications, which is based on、um, the business model, how the company manage its、uh, financial assets, and as based on the characteristics of the contractual cash flows. So, so now we have three categories of financial assets. The first category is called financial assets at amortized cost. So this category would include financial assets such as account receivable or bills receivable. So basically, the company、um, holds the financial asset to collect contractual cash flows, and the cash flow generated is solely for the payment of principal and interest. So this is what the so-called SPPI test. And the second category of financial assets is financial assets at fair value through other comprehensive income. So this category arises、um, when the company holds the financial assets to both sell it and to collect contractual cash flows.、Uh, of course, it has to also satisfy the SPPI test. So、uh, accounts receivable can be classified as financial assets. Through、so, uh, measured at fair value through other comprehensive income, if the company intends to sell it, for instance, if the company enters into some、um, factoring arrangements、um, to sell the accounts receivable at a discount, then it will be classified as financial assets at fair value through other comprehensive income. And the third、um, category of financial assets is financial assets. Measure the fair value through profit and loss. So this is category for the rest of financial assets, which cannot be classified as either financial assets at amortized cost or、um, financial assets measured fair value through other comprehensive income. For example,、uh, if you hold some equity securities. Listed or not,、um, for example, which do not qualify for significant influence,、um, say you only hold one percent share, one percent shareholding of a of a company. 
So if the 1% shares is non-trading equity instrument, then upon initial recognition, you can designate it as fair value, as financial assets, fair value throughout the comprehensive income. But if you consider it as trading in nature, then the, it would uh, be classified as financial assets at fair value through profit loss and any fair value changes subsequently will be reflected in the financial in the, in the income statements of your financial statements and the second major change about the revised accounting standards of financial instruments is about the expected credit loss model which is a new method provided by the revised standards we interrupt this show to bring you breaking news of more awesome china business tips you can find these tips on our other China business channels. Follow our official WeChat account, Dashui Insights, for weekly updates on the business landscape in China. Well, there is a case that in February 2021, uh, China's Securities Regulatory Commission issued an administrative punishment notice to a listed company in China for not implementing the expected credit loss method when assessing impairment for accounts receivable. So what the company has done is that it claims to have adopted the revised financial instrument standards, but it still makes better provision based on the aging analysis. So the expected credit loss is a new feature of the new standards and it alters the way the company make provision for bad debt. So um, what is credit loss? Well, credit loss is simply the present value of all the cash shortfall. Well, it is the difference between the contractual cash flows that you should have received according to the contract and the cash flow you expected to, to receive and discounted by a interest rate. So you see, um, credit loss take, uh, takes, into, takes into account the time value of money. So even if you expect to receive all the contractual cash flows, but at a different time, say 10 years after the due date, then the timing difference will give rise to a credit loss as well. So credit loss is about present value of future differences. Uh, so how to do it? Well, at each balance sheet date, uh, the, uh, the entity should assess whether the credit risk of a financial instrument has increased significantly since its initial recognition. So if the um, credit risk does not increase significantly, then the company can recognize the expected credit loss of the financial instrument for the next 12 months, which is for the, for the coming year. However, if the credit loss, if the credit risk has increased significantly, then the company should recognize the expected credit loss of the financial instruments during its entire duration. So one thing to note about this expected credit loss method is that when evaluating the expected credit loss, um, the company needs to consider all the reasonable and um, well-grounded information, including forward-looking information. For example, when assessing impairment 
on uh, account receivable and making better provision, an entity should not focus exclusively on the objective evidence of some, some impairment um, following an event that actually occurred. Instead, the entity should recognize the expected credit loss as a result of any possible event of default. So this change could potentially bring provision for credit loss earlier than under the old accounting standards where you have to wait until you have objective evidence showing that certain event of default has already occurred. Of course, if you have already um, observed some objective evidence that the asset has credit has credit impaired, then you should recognize the expected credit loss of the asset during its entire duration. So these are the two major changes in the revised um, Chinese accounting standards for financial instruments, and I think they could have a a, a pervasive impact on companies operating in the finance sector as well as in other industries. Any questions? We will find an expert to answer them. Drop your questions in the comments or send us an email, dx at dashwayconsulting.com.